Hello and welcome to Yudcast, episode 81. This is Head of School Dan Glass with you once again recording live in the Sound Lab here at the Brandeis School of San Francisco in the midst of uh, certainly a challenging week in the American Jewish community, in the world Jewish community, um, a, a week where there has been a lot of mourning, a lot of questions being asked. Um, and we I've actually just come from beginning my morning in our, uh, our tefillah, our weekly sacred space that we create with uh, our young people here at Brandeis. Um, and we, we dedicated those uh, prayer spaces to peace and to healing uh, and in memory of the lives lost in Pittsburgh. And I have to say, um, it is good for the soul. It is good for the soul to sit and sing with uh, seven-year-olds and eight-year-olds and think about how our spirits have the capacity to affect change and enact healing um, in this world, which so substantially needs it. Um, so we're going to bring begin today with a poem. Uh, I've been thinking about this book of uh, Philip Levine's um, Breath uh, from a few years ago. I think it was 20 f- 2004, somewhere in there. Uh, anyway, a Pulitzer Prize winning collection of poems. I've been thinking about the breath, the relationship of breath uh, and and spirit. Um, the it's a connection that that is true across languages. So in uh, in Hebrew, neshima and neshama. Um, in English, respiration and spirit. Um, so even even at the la- level of our language. Uh, breath and and the soul are connected certainly in many of the stories of the uh, beginnings of the world um, that life is breathed into um, the human body so uh, anyway this is a collection called breath this is a poem called Yankel that um, made me think uh, I thought of this poem in, in reading some of the um, obituaries um, of the of the 11 people who lost their lives in, in Pittsburgh. It goes like this. He blessed each weed budding in the spring fields. To him the mornings were music with the rain glistening softly on the scattered stones all the long spring days while the sparrowhawks circled slowly over the weed patches. My great uncle Yenkel had done his time, 30 years in Siberia, felling giant birch trees summer and winter. After one crushed his leg, he made his way by night to Inchun and the Americans, who sent him on to me, 1955. The oldest stock boy in Christendom working nights at Safeway to pay for his own washing machine and dryer. His plan was simple, to join his family in Israel. One evening after dinner, two weeks before he left, he asked to pray with me to give thanks He in Russian, I in English. Not in Hebrew, I asked. Only the righteous could pray in Hebrew. God might hear and punish both of us. Who was there for him to thank, and for what? The years in prison, 
the gift of a maimed leg, leg on which he'd take his morning walk, listing back and forth, no matter what the weather. So we prayed side by side before the blank TV, bowing and rising while my kids stared. The appliances floated on ahead by ship to Haifa to find his sons grown to manhood. Today I'd walk the fields in the winter chill if the fields were still here and not the dull miles of suburban houses. May the rain fall on the little graveyard where he now lies in an unmarked grave in the Judean hills. May it pool on the hard yellow clay so unheard music can rise and descend. May the earth hear and rejoice in his gifts, the bounty of one who took what was given. May it bless him in the language of the wind. Say amen to that prayer that ends that poem. Uh, and may the, the name of the wind bless all of those who lost their lives this past week. Like many of you, I'm sure, uh, my email has been flooded this week with Jewish organizations reaching out to their communities in shock and solidarity. Uh, I have colleagues who have derided it as a kind of virtue signaling that there's this collective need uh, to, to name our stance in the wake of a tragedy like this, our, our moral position, as though it could be anything other than obvious. And yet we do it, of course, we do it. Um, and for me, it was both affirming and overwhelming to see the many articulations of grief and despair. Um, and I would sit and click through and read a few uh, and then pause and put them away, and come back later. Uh, but one in particular really caught my attention, and that was from Moment Magazine's editor, Nadine Epstein. Um, Moment Magazine is a kind of like tablet magazine, uh, tablet magazine, tablet journal, anyway, kind of like tablet, uh, which it's a, it's an exploration of, um, Jewish, uh, arts and culture, um, and identity. Um, anyway, uh, after expressing her sadness at the events of the weekend, um, Epstein writes, quote, we live in unexpectedly dangerous times. Election periods are times when weak democracies with troubled civil discourse are particularly vulnerable to violence. People living in a weak democracy know too well that dangerous rhetoric leads to dangerous consequences. While we may not be accustomed to thinking of our democracy as weak, the United States is experiencing these consequences right now in what has been several days of pre-election violence, including the largest massacre of Jews in the country's history, and bombs sent to members of President Donald Trump's political opposition, end quote. I was initially taken aback reading this. I am indeed not accustomed to thinking of our democracy as weak. Quite the contrary, in fact, in the second half of the 20th century and into the 21st, we have been the great exporter of democracy, a would-be light unto nations. And certainly, well, I have um, felt a great deal of concern and worry uh, in watching our institutions come under attack in a variety of ways and watching, watching a sort of growing distrust of democratic institutions, um, it was still quite stark to see the uh, description of the United States as a weak democracy in print. 
And yet here we are. Something about Epstein's observation reads true. Our civic institutions are troubled by weakening engagement and by direct attacks in the new partisanship of this moment. American Judaism has flourished in no small part thanks to a strong and healthy democracy. As the Jewish Community Relations Council here in the Bay Area has pointed out, at Brandeis, I am proud to stand with JCRC and other institutions in placing democracy at the center of our project as leaders in the Jewish community. That is why the vision statement for Brandeis 2023, our new strategic plan, which will guide the next five years of this institution's growth uh, and which we released digitally this past week, ends with the aspiration that, quote, Brandeis graduates go on to be leaders in their communities and stewards of democracy. We continue that work on November 13th, the Tuesday following Election Day, as we celebrate our second annual Justice Louis Brandeis Day, a day honoring our school's namesake and all who pursue justice in the work of strengthening democracy. I know our children are capable of the necessary repair work, and I look forward to working together with them and with everyone in this community to help wage democracy in our own lives. So with that, I wish you all safe, peaceful weekends, my friends, wherever, wherever you gather, wherever you pray, should you gather or pray at all this weekend. Uh, Shabbat Shalom. May it truly be a peaceful Shabbat to any of you listening on Shabbat. I urge you all to get out and vote next Tuesday. Um, a democracy, to be a citizen of a democracy is a gift, uh, and it's a gift that requires our ongoing engagement and participation. Um, so whatever your beliefs, please um, get out to your local polling place and uh and make make your voice heard uh thank you for being with us here on the yudcast yet again i will look forward to being back with you next week